Welcome to Beyond Happily Ever After, real talk for today's couples with Mike and Carol Bird. Get ready to dive into the world of modern relationships as we challenge the status quo, debunk myths, and uncover the truth about building a fulfilling and lasting partnership. Join us for thought-provoking conversations, practical advice, and inspiring stories that will transform the way you view and approach your relationship. Whether you're newlyweds or have been together for years, this podcast is your guide to deepening emotional connections, fostering trust, and unlocking the true potential of your love. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and get ready to go beyond happily ever after with Mike and Carol Bird. Beyond happily ever after, real talk for today's couples starts now. So welcome back to those that caught part one of our podcast, continuing with debunking Love Conquers All. And for those that may be joining for the first time, welcome in. Welcome Welcome on in. So we want to continue because our podcast, Beyond Happily Ever After, Real Talk for Today's Couples. And we're excited about the podcast. In this special episode, we'll continue our journey of debunking relationship myths and uncovering the truths that can lead to a healthy, thriving marriage. Yes, that's right, babe. So today we are tackling the myth that has been ingrained in our mind for ages, that love conquers all. Now, while love is undeniably essential, It's important to understand that it's just the foundation. It's not the entire structure of a successful marriage. So let me say that again. Love is essential. We said that in the first part. It's essential. We all need it. It is the foundation. It gives us life. But it's not the everything. It's not the thing that's going to keep you guys together. It sets the foundation it helps you to set the course. It's actually like the lead in to mm-hmm. us even coming together. But it is not the overall, the the one thing that's going to conquer everything you're going to go through in marriage. Yeah, that's true. And that's keeping it 100. That's, that's you know, we, we said we're going to keep it just real. It is not. There are a lot of people that um, got married and because of love. You started dating because of love. You fell in love with one another. You you loved the life that you were created. And then things happened. So when the things happened, what, what went wrong? Where was the love? Because it's easier then. We see a lot of couples. Yeah. And so what happens is when things start going different or you have difficulty, then there's this thing called divorce or separation. So does that mean that the love didn't work or does it mean that we still need to 
add some other ingredients in the cake. Yeah. It's it's almost like starting something, you know, with the bare necessity that it's yes. going to take to get it started. Yes. But that's not it. all you're going to need for the whole totality of, no. you know, the journey. So absolutely, I believe 100% that we must have love as, as a starting point. Oh my God, yes. I mean, love has to be the foundation because we've said and we've taught couples that over the years that when things go wrong, if you have love at the foundation, mm -hmm. you always you know, can come back to that foundation and continue right. to if rebuild have, again. Right. If you have love, and that's the key. But there are some things that come, you know, even after love, because love is actually the spark, you know, to ignite the flame. It is. And that's the way we need to look at it. It's the starting point. Yes. It's the starting gate. It is where, you know, the, the whistle blows or where the gun goes off and the race begins. Love <laughs> is that starting point. It and is. that is the igniter. You know, even if you're going to, you know, have a water heater, you got to ignite the flame, yeah. you know, in some heaters. And that's where we start. But then it's, you know, the emotional connection. See, now this is where we we transfer to go a little deeper. It's the emotional connection that draws us to one another. Mm -hmm. And that's all a part of the love phase. That's all a part of yes. the starting point. But sustaining a thriving marriage requires more than just love. Yes, see, that's good. That See, people have to realize that we have to have love for one another. But then as we live together, we learn each other. Mm -hmm. As we learn each other, we begin to see things that mm -hmm. sometimes what I see in your character uh, doesn't look so good. Yeah, it doesn't feel so and good. And as cute as it used to be. Not as cute as it used to be. Some of the ways your body language shows up, oh, it's not too Ooh. too pleasant to yeah. how you know, I like to, to feel you and see you because when people start doing things like rolling their eyes or displaying mm. negative body language, mm. Ooh, that's not that's not love. That's not the love we want. And that's not the starting point. Yeah. And like you've always said, you know, we can be a bride for a day. You know, oh, but a wife for a lifetime. A wife that's for a life. That's the challenge. And you got to live this thing yes. after we have that foundation of love. You know, when you were talking about um, love is the starting point, my mind immediately went to. Um, you know, we're talking about igniting a flame. My mind immediately went to the grill. So, you know, like this is like the summertime, Fourth yes. of July's and yeah. all of these, you know, for those of us who are used to those family cookouts yeah, and, we love you know, the grill. that grill. Yeah. And, and then, then for those of you who are the masters of the grill, now I'm not talking about the electric grill. I want to talk about that, you know, that old charcoal grill that some of us were used to, Ooh, you know, so keep then, you know, the charcoal grill. So it just imagine that that your life and your relationship is like the grill. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to cook the food, to have that delicious, scrumptious meal, mm -hmm. you know, that just right burger or those ribs that are just mm -hmm. like fall off the bone, there has to be something to ignite it to yeah. get it to that point. Mm -hmm. So just imagine love is the charcoal. The love is the charcoal because you need that in order to start the fire. Mm -hmm. So now, and then sometimes we have these wood chips. You know, we got these, now we just this bougie. Mm -hmm. We got all these wood chips. that <laughs> all make these, it taste like sweet all cherry these flavors and, and all that stuff. You know how that is. And so you, so, but you need something to burn mm -hmm. in order for the fire to start. Mm 
So that's what I see love is, is that even though you have an expectation, something has to start that fire Mm -hmm. in order for that steak, those ribs, those burgers to start to cook it. Mm -hmm. So love is like that. It's like that starting point. You know, it's that it's what begins this thing, start this churning. You know, when we first start dating, there were things that, you know, I loved about you. You loved about me. Yeah. We just didn't fall in love. You know, um, you know, I know people say love at first sight, mm-hmm. but we just didn't fall in love the moment we spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something first that caused you to look at me because right. when you saw me, you was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's something that draw your eyes to me mm-hmm. that started something. And then once we got to know each other, then the love began to brew. Yes. But something drew you to me. And then the love became a part of who we are. So before we moved to the next direction, we found this thing called love. Mm-hmm. So building a healthy, thriving marriage demands a solid foundation built on mutual respect, effective communication, and shared values, and commitment to grow. So what are we saying here is that, first of all, you have to have love as the foundation. Mm -hmm. So love doesn't just conquer everything. You have to have love because it's the ignition to start the fire, to start to cultivate that relationship. Mm -hmm. But along the way, We still, much like that tree I talked about last week, we still have to have mutual respect that's built on that love. See, you you got the love, but you got to have, or let's go back to the grill today. So you still have some lighter fluid to get the grill, uh, to get those little things to start to burn, right? The charcoal, Mm -hmm. right? And so then, not only that, we done seasoned the meat. Let's talk about that. Mutual respect. Effective communication. We done brought some seasoning to that meat. Yeah. Because you can put that meat on the grill and you don't put no seasoning. It ain't going to have no flavor. That's good. So you have the effective communication. Then you have some shared values. There's some things that we both like. Mm-hmm. Some of us going to like uh, steak. Some of us going to like chicken. Some of us going to like ribs. Yeah. And then some of us want it all. That's we right. have a shared value. Something that... We all love something that you bring to the table, something I bring to the table. But when we bring it together, then we are committed to grow. That's right. We cannot be committed to grow, first of all, without the foundation, something to work with. That's right. You got to give the cook something to work with. Give us something to work with. And then we start building all these things to create this amazing you know, this amazing meal off that grill. That's right. And and while you were talking, you know, because we're talking pictures and this is especially important for those listening to the podcast mm-hmm. that you get a picture in your mind in your of mind. what we're talking about. So as you was describing all those things that you just, you know, laid out so eloquently, what I see is chemistry and compatibility yes. goes into the original mix of what involves mm-hmm. us knowing that we're in love and yeah. have love. Oh, yeah. chemistry and compatibility. So when I see you, something, you know, ignited inside of me. Yeah, you did. And that brought us together. Me. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and and we realized as we, you know, went out and had dated and, and had 
things in common. We mm -hmm. were developing chemistry and compatibility. Yes. Finding out what we had in common, what we liked, and seeing how yes. we met. See, that's all a part of that original foundation stage of love where you have the mutual respect, the, mm -hmm. the effective communication, the shared values, and the commitment to grow. And then, so love uh, alone cannot conquer mm -mm. the challenges and complexities that arise in a long-term relationship. And I want to pause right there because this is what we're talking about. What happens after love? Because love is just not the end all to be all. We start there and we develop and see if we have chemistry and compatibility. But what about the challenges and complexities? Yes. What about, you know, uh, the emotional roller coasters that we go on that, you know, my emotions are not aligned and in line with your emotions mm -hmm. that particular day. I may have had a hard day at the office. Mm. I may have dealt with the kids all day long. Yes. I might be home watching the kids and feel like I'm confined to a house or I may be working remotely at home and feel like the house has become my prison. Got swallowed up. I got swallowed up. See, all of these go into the challenges and complexities that arise, you know, along the way in long-term relationships. Yes. Notice we're not talking about just something that is a fly by night, something yes. that is here today and gone tomorrow. We're talking about long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. Need more. They have to start at the foundation of love, but then what comes next to deal with life is the challenges and complexities. How do we deal with those? They will arise. So it's through continuous effort, understanding, please write these down, effort, understanding and intentional actions that's true that's, intentional actions that's true that we can create a marriage that withstands the test of time that's you have to so have intentionality true. you yes. have to be able to understand i'm i have to put forth the effort yeah i have to have understanding and i have to have intentional actions and yes. being intentional goes so far you know that's when someone asks you know how have we been able to stay in love and be committed to one another for these 26 years? You know, December will be 26 years of marriage for us. Mm -hmm. And I tell everyone, intentionalities. We build our marriage on intentionalities. Every day is intentional. If we don't get a chance to skip a day, That's every right. day every is day. intentional. Even if the intentional things that we do is as small as making coffee for the other or bringing us our beet juice yeah. or doing something like that. That's intentional because it's a selfless everyday act. Yes. Again, okay, that's helping somebody right now. Selfless everyday act. So what does it mean to have love as the foundation? You know, that's a question someone's thinking like, what does that mean? Because yeah, we have love, but what does it really mean? What it means is that you're willing to put in the work. You're willing to put in the work to be present for one another and to actively listen and empathize with your partner's needs and desire. So think about that, that you are willing to put in the work. Now, not everyone that gets married is willing to put in the work. You know, when couples come to us and sometimes we've had some couples on their first initial session with us, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is that everyone told them marriage is work. 
marriage is hard. And you can almost see the look on their faces mm -hmm. as if, I don't know if I can really dedicate work like that. Does it really have to be that hard or work? It's only hard if you make it. If you go into your marriage with the thought that it's going to be too hard to be married, then you are already putting pressure on yourself yes. in a defeated manner. Mm -hmm. So it has to become intentional, but you have to be willing to put in the work. The work is not drudgery unless you make it drudgery. That's right. The work ought to be in an intentional way where we both are willing to be present for one another. When the moment I said I do to him, I made a promise to be present with him through every phase of life. Yeah. To be present, not to be absent in my thoughts, not to be absent in my actions, not to be absent in my commitment. I'm committed. I committed to have a lifelong relationship where I am present and I'm willing to be present. Right. And I'm dedicated to being present and to actively listen. Now, that doesn't mean that every day we hit, you know, 100 or actively listening or, or all of those things. But let me tell you, we believe in this thing. We believe in this rule of five deposits a day and one withdrawal. Yeah. So that means that I am committed to depositing into his life, whether it's laughter whether it's just, you know, a hug, it's a kiss, it's making love, whether it's just a good conversation, I am actively willing to make a deposit into his life. Sometimes it, a deposit to my husband may be a good meal because this dude loves to eat. So yes, I do. sometimes it's just a meal and sometimes it's making sure multiple meals. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's a special meal, but it's like every day I make sure that I make deposits. Mm -hmm. He makes sure that he makes deposits because we need them. And because, you know, if you think of five deposits a day to every, um, to one withdrawal, because you should be doing five withdrawals and one deposits because you already in deficit. Yeah. But when you think five deposits a day, to one withdrawal. What is a withdrawal? That means that something along the way that day just didn't go as planned. Yeah. Something happened. It may have been disagreement. I might have forgot to do something. That They are like little minor uh, withdrawals. We're not talking about these major withdrawals that happen to marriages. They do happen. But when you think five to one, that means that you are pouring in five times mm -hmm. the amount that you're pulling out in your marriage. Mm -hmm. So when you come together and you are dedicated and you know that the foundation of love means that you're willing to put in that work, to be dedicated, to be present, to deposits, five deposits, to one withdrawal, to be an active listener and to be able to empathize with one another. That's what you are dedicating to. That's the foundation. Mm -hmm. The foundation is becoming a selfless partner. Yeah, that's good. You know, while you were talking, it, it was so powerful, you know, and I was just thinking, let me sidebar right here. I was just thinking that if I had to create a sixth love language, it would be food. 
That's true. <laughs> I know that I'm loved by the food that she cooks. Ooh, Lord have mercy. So that'd be my sixth love language. You heard it first here. Okay. That's my number six. Love yes. food. It is so true that, you know, it means, you know, what it means to, to have love at the foundation also means embracing the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So what is that? What am I saying? Being open and honest in our communication and having the courage to address conflicts head on instead Mm -hmm. of avoiding them. Mm. So many people that we talk to are not allowed to be their true, authentic self because they have not figured out the power of vulnerability. They have not figured out how to be vulnerable with their partner because maybe their partner hasn't allowed a safe place and Mm -hmm. a soft place for them to land. Maybe their partner has been too judgmental for them, so they shrink back and refuse to be vulnerable. But we've noticed something very powerful negative happens when you're not able to be vulnerable. You're not able to get your needs met Mm -hmm. and your partner is not able to get their needs met. So being able to be uh, vulnerable is actually so empowering because you have to be open in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Long-term relationships are built on open and honesty in the area of communication. So if we're not able to communicate or if we've been maybe taught that communication style, a lot of times that can lead into that people-pleasing personality. So I give more to other people than I'm able to even celebrate and give back to myself. So having the carriage Courage. That's a major word right there. I think somebody needs that word. Having the courage to address conflicts head on. That's good. Maybe you've been taught to not be confrontational. Let me let me share something with you. Being able to address conflict head on doesn't mean you have to be a confrontational person. You don't. But if you refuse to be vulnerable because you've been taught not to deal with conflict, Mm. then you are never going to get your needs met. And you're always going to be in a place of feeling less than or feeling like you're not uh, being treated right. So you have to meet conflicts head on instead of avoiding them. No more avoidance. You can no longer say, well, this is too tough for me to deal with with my partner, so I just will avoid it. Well, what's going to happen eventually is you're going to shrink back more and more and more and more, and it may cause indifference in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And it may cause you to not even get your needs met or their needs met. Sometimes, you know, being vulnerable allows that other person to say, I've been waiting for you to open that door so I could be vulnerable. Yes. And both parties, both people need to be vulnerable because that's what it means to have love in the, at the foundation. That, that's some good stuff right there. You know, love as a foundation also means nurturing. It means nurturing our individual growth. That nurturing our individual growth. And supporting each other's dreams and aspirations. It's about creating a partnership that encourages personal development and allows each person to thrive within the context of the relationship. That right there, you know, um, that makes me look at, you know, I'm so visual, visible. Listen to me, getting my life so visual. Mm -hmm. So in, you know, the way I see, I see in pictures as well is that when I think about that, I think about a bird's nest, right? And so in a bird, and think of your love as the foundation of a bird's nest. And inside of that nest, you know, as I was um, talking, 
it, it's where the bird, the mother bird or the, and the father bird, they began to allow their little birdies to grow. That's what the nest is for. Yeah. You begin to grow individually before they throw you out of the nest, right? And this is where you support one another. You support each other's dreams and aspirations. It's, and it's where you create this partnership that encourages personal growth. So even while you're developing, sometimes you might, a birdie might fall accidentally fall out of the nest, but then the mother comes back and makes sure you're good. You are allowed, mm-hmm. when you have that type of foundation, you are allowed to sometimes not make the mark. That's true. But it does not mean that we lose each other. We lose the foundation. We lose or cast our our marriage aside. We are allowed. This is where in that foundation, that nest is where you are allowed to grow. You are allowed to develop and you allow the other one to grow within the context of that relationship. So see your marriage as a bird's nest. Now, the problem with the bird's nest that I see right now is many have become empty nesters mm-hmm. before they even, you know, look at it differently. We, we understand empty nesters as our children have moved out and then it's just you and your spouse there. But imagine the empty nest when you have not allowed the provision and the nurturing and the support is like taken up, taken away. Yeah. So you take away all the foundation. So I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. There's no support for me in the marriage. There's no nurturing going on in the marriage. So then you create an empty nest where there is no foundation to grow. So I want, want us to really look at that, that that love is like that bird's nest. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need in order to build a thriving marriage. Yeah, you need that oneness, being in a nest together. I like that. What? Let's not forget about uh, the importance of self-love. Mm-hmm. You know, love as a foundation means we have to have self-love. Yes, and love yourself first. You have to love yourself first. Everything starts from within and flows out. Yes. Everything within and flows out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we miss the fact that if we are not there for ourselves, we can never be there for all these other people we desire to serve. That You know what? That's true. Yeah. We deserve to give so much and we're givers and, and, you know, it may even be that that is, you know, your basic life motivational gift to give. Mm-hmm. But so many times, you know, we try to give out of an empty well mm. and we're empty inside. <laughs> let me just take a pause to let you know, you cannot give what you do not have yourself. Yes. If you're empty and you're trying to give from an empty cistern, there's no way that you can pour into the people that expect you to pour into them if you are not filled up yourself. So maybe you've taken too much time giving, 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 giving and haven't realized it's important to have self-love and give to yourself first. So we can only truly love another uh, when when we love ourselves first. That is why that's one of the first principles. We've got to love Love. others even as we love ourselves. And that's the problem. Sometimes we never learn how to love ourselves, but then we want to be loved by someone else. That is so true. But what does self-love look like to you? You know, we, we expect something. 
you know, and so many of us have perfected. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And we're used to making other mm-hmm. people happy, but we never know how to receive. And then we don't know how to to really understand it is my first responsibility to give to myself to make sure that I'm whole mm-hmm. so that I can help other people to be whole. That's okay? true. So taking care of our own well-being, take some time, take some moments to say, it's okay to love me. It's okay. It's okay to pour back into me. Making sure that we love ourselves, you know, and, and making sure that we are happy allows us to bring our best selves into the relationship. There's a jewel inside of you. There's a gem inside of you. That gem, it's time for it to come out. Mm-hmm. You, you really think you're doing the best you can, and you probably are, to give to other people and other people appreciate it. But there's so much more inside of you if you just learn to appreciate yourself first. Take time to look in the mirror today and say, you know what? I appreciate you. Yes. I celebrate you. Yes. There's a gem inside of you. Take care of yourself first. That's good. You know, love as the foundation, it requires a continuous love and adaption. It doesn't stop. And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake is because they loved each other going in. And then once they say, I do... They forgot that that's a continuous. It didn't stop at the altar. It didn't stop at the last dance. It was just beginning because it's a continuing learning. Like I continually first have to learn myself as you uh, as you're saying self-love. I have to learn myself because how can I expect you to understand and know me if I don't even know myself. Mm -hmm. And then I expect you to move according to what I need if I've never studied myself and what I actually need. How can I expect you to love me in the manner that I need to be loved if I am not knowing myself, I'm not giving to myself. And that expectation is real. Mm -hmm. We see that a lot of times in couples, that expectation is real. We have to begin to understand that love is not only a continuous cycle of learning, but it's also a continuous cycle of adapting. We mm-hmm. have to adapt to different aspects of each other. That's right. Who we were when we first started dating and who we were when we got married and who we were when we had kids and then who we were when the kids started growing mm-hmm. up and who we are now that the kids are all grown and you're empty nesters. You have to adapt to every um, level. It's called evolving. And we must be willing to evolve as individuals and as a couple. True. true. You have to be willing. Life will cause you to evolve. It's called life. And as you evolve, not only as a person individually, but then as a couple, we have to begin to move differently. And that means that we adapt into the changes and the challenges that life brings. Because who you were at 20 is not who you are at 60. That's true. So wow. what life is giving you at 20, you have to evolve through all of that to where you are now at 60. What does it look like? What does our love look like? What does our love need? And how can I service you, which is servicing our love, 
throughout this whole process. That's good. So no matter what stage or age you're in, you're saying it's not too late because Mm -mm. we are constantly evolving. Constantly. And like you said, who you are today is not going to be who you are when you reach 60. Nope. Who you are at 60 is not who you were at 25. No. So evolving is important. So, Mm So as we debunk the myth that love conquers all, I know we've been told that, that love conquers all, Mm -hmm. but it's time that you receive a different uh, mindset so that you can have a a shift in the paradigm so that we understand that, um, let us, you know, that we have to embrace the truth that love is an essential piece of the puzzle, but it's the combination of love, Mm -hmm. respect, communication, commitment, growth and Mm self-care that creates the strong foundation for a healthy thriving marriage if you didn't get that let me give them to you again yes the combination of combination love respect communication commitment growth and self-care that creates that strong foundation for that healthy thriving marriage we're setting you up for the win-win yeah we're setting your marriage up to be have longevity and have years Mm -hmm. even as it goes through those transitional stages where challenges and um, may come we're setting you up if you have these things these are things that's going to take you through for the long term yes that is good so i um i that what you just said it's a combination and that's where we have to look at it. So that remember this, it's not about conquering. So, you know, love conquers all. It's not about conquering. It's about nurturing and building a relationship that evolves and flourish over time. Oh, that's some good right there. That's really good. That's like putting the ketchup and the mustard on the <laughs> burger. That's like putting that. Mm-hmm. That sauce on top of the um, ribs. Mm-hmm. Like getting Get, that nice that, steak. It's mm-hmm. perfectly grilled oh, to perfection. It's, it's, it's like we put the season on top of it because mm-hmm. it's not about conquering. It's mm-hmm. not. It's about nurturing and building a relationship that evolves and it flourishes over time. Like fine wine, it gets better the longer it begins to marinate. Yes. It's, it's, it's like it gets better and better. And that's what love really is. That's building a foundation. So it's not that love conquers all. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the whole combination of, of the whole meal coming together yes. to create this symphony. That's what it's about. Yeah. I think this episode has probably made some people hungry. So <laughs> as you take a moment to laugh and go over you know, what we've given you, Get ready to join us in our next episode as we explore another myth and reveal the real talk for today's couples. We're just keeping it 100. Keeping it 100. Thank you again for joining. See you next time. If you have any questions, please feel free to drop us a message. And as always, please like, subscribe, and share. Listen, as we close this segment, we want you to really think about, as we were um, talking about deposits and withdrawals, really think about, have you been making the necessary deposits 
in your relationship daily. If you haven't been making those deposits and you found yourself making more withdrawals, it is time to start right now where you are. It's never too late to be intentional and start making daily deposits in your relationship. That is good because people feel loved by the deposits that are made into their life. They may not say anything on a daily basis, but the more deposits you make, the more enjoyable your relationship will be because the more that person will be able to feel like you love them, you care for them, you appreciate them. Let's stop making withdrawals, but make more deposits. Yeah, I remember something that you would always say, love is not what you know, love is what you show. That's true. So take a moment today and let it be every day that you are showing your partner that you're loving them the way they deserve and the way they need to be loved. That is so true.